We're joined now by Alan Bell, presented by Genesis Auto Brokers. Hate the hassle of traditional dealerships. Start the easiest car buying experience at GenesisAutoBrokers.com. Alan Bell, SportsLine.com. What's going on, A.B.? How are you? A.B.? Man, I'm fantastic, boys. How y'all doing? We are good. And look, I'm going to start off here because usually I'm sitting about 10 feet away as Brent, Don, and Slade do this show. And I'm usually yelling at Brent before this segment starts that I am an early edge lifer. Early edge, this podcast at Sportsline.com. I'm a huge fan of you guys and what you guys do. So I just want to start by thank you, uh, thanking you for making me some, some U.S. dollars over these past couple months <laughs> as I got into the podcast. Man, I, I'll tell you what, man. I appreciate you saying that. And uh, we've got a really good group, man. And Jonathan Coachman, he's the perfect host. He's done such a good job. And, and you just really appreciate you saying that. We try to do the best that we can. You know, 10 minutes in, get in, get out, get you your picks, and move on. I appreciate you saying that for real. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, all right. We're talking Dolphins and Titans now with the – Updated Titans COVID list. Miami, of course, last night in Ian Book's first career start. Two interceptions, one return for a touchdown. Dolphins open plus three in Nashville. Really interesting game considering the Dolphins are the first team in NFL history to lose seven straight and then win seven straight in the same season. This is a a, a difficult line for me. Yeah, it's brutal, and we're not going to be able to, to really decide until, you know, we get the, the, the full list of who's playing, who's not, you know, with COVID, et cetera, uh, later in the week. But I'll say this, you know, just breaking the game down, look, you've got two really good defenses that are the perfect foil for what each other's offense does, right? So you look at Miami, this is an aggressive cover zero, right on the line, man-on-man, uh, an aggressive defensive line, that if you don't have a good offensive line, they will attack your quarterback. And let me say this. This defensive line for Miami is better than what we saw out of San Francisco in terms of getting pressure on the quarterback and blitzing totals. However, they're not as good at getting the quarterback down. Okay, so I think the Titans are going to have some good success uh, in terms of how they get creative with the offense. And then you look at Miami, very short passes, run the ball. Well, that's what Tennessee's defense is built to do. So long story short, this is going to be a really fun, old-school, aggressive game. If I had to choose anything, give me the under 41 in this game. I think it's going to be literally a 17-13 game because both teams also really need to win this game. Yeah, I, I think I think the same way, A.B. Um, Will gave you a lot of props when you came on talking about making him a lot of money. I want to thank you um, for driving me crazy throughout the year, A.B. So thank you and, his, <laughs> you and your podcast and your, your partners for driving me wild. That's, how about that? <laughs> Hey, you know what? I'll take it any way we can get it, baby. If we're just getting mentioned, man, I'll take that. Hey, you know what? Let me ask you this one more thing, too, before I ask you about sports. Man, you, you've been a wild Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Yeah. Hey, man, did you know they got a chocolate cake with vanilla ice cream in this thing, man? Do they really? No, man. I, I have it. Look, now I'll say this. Buffalo Wild Wings is fantastic. I love, like, the appetizer like kind of like a sampler thing that they have. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Asian zing, Asian yeah. zing wings are the ones for me, and a blue moon, like, dude, money. Now that you let me know that they got a chocolate cake, like, oh. I'm going to have to hit that one up, too. I know. Hey, dude. Just got my plans uh, for 6.15. Thank I'm you. I'm telling you, A.B., it'll change you, man. That's my go-to, too, the Asian zine. But outside of that, man, we just saw Carson Wentz got put on uh, the COVID protocol list. Will we see much movement in a struggling Raiders team that's just holding on by a thread that seems just want to, even though they're, they're in a hunt, but they kind of want to get the season over with. Coats. You know, they got something really to play for. He's unvaccinated. A lot of movement in the spread after this or what? 
Yeah, so uh, the spread's already jumped from uh, the Colts were seven and a half point favorites. We saw it drop all the way down just about 30 minutes ago to four and a half. It's kind of bounced back to six with these with the news that the NFL might change the COVID right. uh, protocol in terms of 10 days to five days. Don't know about that yet, but if it's five days, Carson could play. So all that being said, understand how the game script in this one is going to work, okay? The Raiders just aren't that good. They're just not, all right? And the Colts have a tremendous defense. So Frank Reich, as head coach, whether Carson is playing or not, is going to actually be pretty conservative in this game. You're going to see a ton of Jonathan Taylor carries. You're going to see a ton of short yardage passing because they know that Las Vegas will not be able to drive 75 yards over and over and over again against that defense. So they don't necessarily have to beat the Raiders 30 to 21. They could mm-hmm. beat them 20 to 6, right? Yeah. So if anybody's looking at this one, I think this is another game that's really good uh, for the under because both teams are going to want to run the ball a ton as well. So you're going to have a clock that's just constantly moving. Uh, right. Yeah, uh, I, I really like the under in this game as well. All right, one more. Uh, let's do one more pro game. Brown, uh, the Browns and the Steelers. Now, it's at Heinz Field. We know it's a different team for the Steelers when they are at Heinz Field. Big difference than what they just put up? Or is this just the end of the road and we're just hanging on for dear life? So here's the question I want to pose, okay? okay. This might be the last game Ben Roethlisberger ever plays at Heinz Field. Yes. Ever. Last game he might ever play in front of Steelers fans, all right? Mm-hmm. That, to me, alone, that's a, that, that, that's a game that the Steelers find a way to win, all right? Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a way that Mike Tomlin finds a way to go out correctly, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the scary part is that the Browns have Nick Chubb, and the Steelers' run defense really isn't that great, so he could take <laughs> over that game. But that being said, if you're giving me the Steelers with that scenario at home against a team that, that Ben Roethlisberger has had immense success against, mm-hmm. give me the Steelers plus three, especially in a primetime setting where it's, it's all eyes on that. Yeah, give me the Steelers plus three of those ones. Yeah, him being from Ohio, all that, all that plays a factor. I'm with you on that. Yep. It's a really interesting matchup, too, because it, it seems like the Steelers this time of year find ways to win games at home that they're not supposed to win, and the Browns this time of year, wherever they're playing, find ways to lose games that they're supposed to win. The, the bigger issue for me, Alan, that's so interesting in this matchup, Steelers have allowed over 100 rushing yards in eight consecutive games. I think if this was <laughs> yeah. not a, a a Big Ben farewell game, I would be completely on the other side of this. But I think you're exactly right. The fact that this might be the last time Big Ben suits up here in Renegade and Heinz Field, I want no part of betting against him in this game. Uh, agreed. I completely agree, right? Like, I, I agree 100% with that right there. And it's why a couple weeks ago when the Titans were going into there, like betting-wise, I was like, this is just not a good matchup because it's they just make it so difficult to play there. They make games ugly, right? And you just got to find a way to win. So I agree with you 100% on that. All right, now let's shift gears to Tennessee and Purdue coming up on Thursday. Tennessee, go and 6-0. Thank you, Ron Slay. 6-0 and as favorites in its last six games. The over is 5-0. and in Tennessee's last five games, but Purdue also 11-4 and as underdogs in their last 15 games. Obviously well-documented, the players that Purdue will be without their top two receivers, their big edge rusher on Thursday against Tennessee. What do you like in this one? 
Yeah, so I like Tennessee. Now, uh, we've seen nine points of movement in this game. Remember, Tennessee opened as a three-point dog and now being six-point favorites. Like, that's a ton. Uh, it has to do a lot, obviously, with, uh, you know, Purdue and their players that are out. Not to mention, Tennessee's been a really big, like, national favorite in terms of betting games. Look, Tennessee's going to win this game. It's a home game. I have no issue, right, riding Tennessee in this one at six. I think the best play is going to be first half. All right, now we know about Tennessee in first quarters, which the first quarter is sitting minus half a point. Could be a good play for Tennessee as well. But I like the first half, minus three and a half. I think Tennessee comes out aggressive as they always do. It's going to be a comfortable setting for them, and their offense is going to you know, do what it does. Right? Like, I have no issues with Tennessee. I think we're going to see the exact same kind of game that we've seen out of Tennessee week after week after week, which is a good thing. Now, Purdue, can they keep up? Can they score? Tennessee's defense will give up points. Sure, we've seen that all year. Uh-huh. But can they do it consistently? And I don't know if they can. So I trust Tennessee in this game. But I think first half minus three and a half, if you're betting on it, that's probably your best play. You've been super consistent with that bet right there, A.B. First half yeah. First half with Tennessee doing what they do, you keep on saying that. And they've, they've been hitting big every time in the first half. And literally, first quarter and first half, like this team mm-hmm. is just so consistent in the way that they come out. They don't waste any time. Uh, it, it's just been a phenomenal bet all season long. What other college football um, playoff games? Uh, I mean, you got Georgia, you got Cincinnati, you got Michigan, Alabama. You got these four. Yep. Cincinnati coming into it with Alabama. Both of them shunning away from being the guy in this game. Everybody wants to be the underdog. Everybody got the, the underdog mentality coming into the game. But, like, come on, are we, are we serious with this A.B. Or, or what with Cincinnati? I'll say this. All right, so Cincinnati and Alabama. All right? Okay. Look, Alabama, I think Nick Saban is going to take a, a page out of that Patriots-Bills game a couple weeks ago, the first one, in the sense of looking at it saying, I could beat you 45 to 35, but mm-hmm. I could also just beat you – 27 to 10 and just be healthy and go to the national championship game, right? I'm playing the under 58 and a half because I think that approach is going to be how Alabama goes about it. And Cincinnati's offense isn't really high scoring. They're, they're a defensive team. They're just a good balanced football team. And I also think with Cincinnati in the first half, if you're, you know, head coach Luke Fickle, you look at this game and say, I can't win this game in the first half, but I could absolutely lose this game in the first half. So I think you see a conservative approach. They're not going to be afraid to play field position. They're not going to do anything risky to give Alabama's defense a free seven points, the ball on the four. Like, I think they just want to get to halftime and say, okay, second half now, let's see what some craziness can happen. So give me the under in this one. It screams it on all levels. Alan Bell, SportsLine.com, with us here on 104.5 The Zone. Alan, Georgia and Michigan, that's been a big number towards Georgia for me, given the way Stetson Bennett played in the SEC championship game, the well-documented pass rush that Michigan has. What do you like in this one? Because this one, to me, is one of the more difficult bets of the college football bowl season. It's very difficult, and we're seeing some, you know, some steam on Georgia moving in that line from seven and a half to eight at some books. I'll say this, man: Michigan's a better team than people give them credit for, and they're a better offensive team than people give them credit for. Michigan leads the country in fifty-plus yards plays, uh, fifty-plus yard plays from scrimmage, sixty-plus yard plays from scrimmage, and seventy-plus yard plays from scrimmage. And the one thing, yeah, the one thing that Georgia's defense can't do is bring down the quarterback. They just don't get that much pressure. They can do everything else gloriously. 
but they don't do it. So if you have a Michigan quarterback who's not necessarily the best passer, but he has time, I think he's going to find success. And these two teams are very, very similar. And Kirby's going to coach it conservatively. You know that. So if you're giving me Michigan plus seven and a half, plus eight, I'm going to ride Michigan. I think Georgia wins the game. But I'm going to take Michigan with those points because I think it's going to be a pretty tight game throughout. I like that. Alan, I want to ask you, too, uh, just real quick about kind of the COVID situations. And I know we've talked a little bit about the timing of of how you bet these games. But every single week, I mean, I saw Adam Schefter yesterday say that more players in the NFL have tested positive this month than they did all of last regular season, uh, which is pretty phenomenal. How long are you waiting to bet some of these games? I know Slay and I – when Purdue announced their number two receiver will be out, went ahead and sprinkled a little bit of Tennessee uh, in the Music City Bowl. But are, are you kind of advising a little more caution than usual right now, or are you just looking for a certain number and then taking things when you can get one that you like? Yeah, so uh, you're, you're spot on. Uh, time is your friend here, right? And I know you talk about our show, The Early Edge. Normally I'm the first person screaming Tuesday, Wednesday, like take these value points right. while you can. You just can't do it now because you just don't know what's going to happen. And it could happen three, four hours before the game that key players are out. So you just have to be careful. Um, I'll say this. Anybody out there that, that's a little hesitant on betting spreads and totals, look at player props. They're much more consistent than these game spreads and totals are. But, yeah, you're, you're correct. Be safe. Uh, take your time because a lot of things could change very, very quickly. Two games I'm um... – I'm watching closely, especially after Alabama and all those teams get to finish playing. I want to see how Lane Kiffin ends with Ole Miss. I'm interested to see what he does um, with this team. And I'm also interested in the Oklahoma-Oregon game. Like, both teams could be in disarray, in a sense. Um, yeah. Do the players buy into what's being preached? Like, does Bob Stoops rally the troops? Forget about Lincoln Riley. We are on Oklahoma. Let's go Boomer soon. All that. Like, does that carry over into a bowl game versus Oregon, who clearly quit on their team? I mean, well, on their coach. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, it, it, this is a perfect scenario for what you're talking about because Oregon players are going to be upset that their coach is gone. And not that Oklahoma players aren't, but just what you said, Bob Stoops has done a great job kind of circling the wagons. Right. They bring in an Oklahoma guy, and Brent Venables like, I think Oklahoma's going to get a boost out of this. And I think Oregon is going to be just kind of not even wanting to practice, yeah. play. Plus, Oregon's down 30 players from the transfer portal <laughs> and the COVID list. Yeah, dude, like they're going in with 30 less scholarship players than their normal roster. Take Oklahoma all day in yeah. this one. I know the lines jumped to seven, but get it before it goes seven and a half. Oklahoma will blast him. Plus, Caleb Williams, their quarterback, he's played this year. So it's not right. like, you know, you're putting in somebody who's never played. Uh, the other game that you brought up, uh, I, I forgot which one. Now you ain't uh, even necessarily got to pick this game, but Ole Miss and Baylor. I just want oh, yeah. does Lane Kiffin want to make a statement in this game? Well, uh, two things. Matt, if Matt Corral's playing, absolutely. Take Ole Miss, too. Late Kiffin, his new contract gets a hundred grand for every non-conference win that he gets, so oh, it wow. absolutely <laughs> means something to Lane Kiffin there. Just also, more. the last, yeah, the last one I'll say is this: Notre Dame minus two and a half. You talk about coaching changes; they're going to be fired up yes. for Marcus Freeman being their head coach and the coaches that stayed against an Oklahoma State team that could have been in the college football playoff, isn't, and I don't think they have any interest in this game whatsoever. I bet Notre Dame they're two and a half. I bet they mm -hmm. win by 10 or more. They'll Ooh, blast nice. Oklahoma State. 
Nice. Alan, one more for you on the way out. It's incredible the dynamic of Mike Leach versus his former employer uh, tonight in the Liberty <laughs> yeah. Bowl. Mississippi State, Texas Tech. Mike Leach has been talking about how he's still got millions of dollars. He hasn't been paid by Texas Tech. I've never seen a bowl game like this where the head coach is just openly angry at the team they're about to play. But the over in this one, 58 and a half. Uh, I feel like if Mississippi State is up late in this game, uh, Mike Leach is not going to stop throwing the football, and that, there could be a lot of points in this game. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, you've got two offenses that are going to be putting the ball out there, going to be putting up points, and exactly the scenario that you just said in regards to Mike Leach. Like, this game's going to be crazy. Like, any game with Mike Leach in there, it's going to be nuts. So, <laughs> I'm yeah, don't try, to, don't try to find your value on a double-digit spread. Just play the over, have a beer, and enjoy the game, because that's exactly what's going to go down. Alan Bell, SportsLine.com, presented by Genesis Auto Brokers. AB, always appreciate the time. Follow him on Twitter at AllenBell247. We will catch up soon, my friend. I appreciate it, boys. Thank you so much. All right, AB. All right. Alan Bell on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline.